following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. So, Michigan, it is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We are heard on 19 fabulous stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're going to get to the bigger 10, the bigger 18. Are they adding any more teams? I'm trying to figure out where it stops. Stanford and Cal are going to end up merging with what? The Midwest, or not Midwest Conference, the Mountain West Conference, MWC. They bring nothing to the table. Talks of, oh, look what Stanford does in the Lear Cup for most championships won in non-revenue sports. No, you're forgetting that this entire gold rush for teams to join your conference is based on football. Football TV ratings for the multi-billion dollar deal or maybe some powerhouse basketball programs, but the NCAA tournament money for hoops is already there. I said it when it all went down that I'd take Miami, Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. And that would make it the would that be the big 22? Crazy. The Pac-12 is done. They're down to four teams. Some of the memes and videos people are putting out there are hilarious. Talking about the Pac-12 fighting like four guys. Or it showed the band, the marching band, official marching band of the Pac-12 was the band that played on on the Titanic. Here, here's why they won't add Stanford and Cal. Reports say that Oregon and Washington are already going to get lower money to start to join because they had no other options. So now you look at Stanford and Cal. What do they bring to the table? Oh, the San Francisco TV market. Yeah, we dealt with Rutgers, who's cashing checks right now. And nobody in New York City or North New Jersey talks about Rutgers. Nobody. I mean, nobody. So you don't want another, well, we're going to add San Francisco. People in San Francisco don't watch Stanford and Cal. They watch the Niners or the Warriors or Draymond. 
Our Budweiser Folds of Honor huge question of the day that you can answer. Are there any more teams going to be added? And if so, what teams? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. How many more teams will they add? My last four would be North Carolina, Clemson, Miami of Florida, and Florida State. And those of you say, no, it's too far east. Hey, look what they just did out west. So you got east, you got west. It's a gold rush. Big Ten's going to have to redo the schedule for 2024. I think they're going to go to 10 conference games. Why? Because of multi-billion dollar, multi-partner TV deal. Oh, the traditional rivalries. We can't lose them. Yes, you can. If you're not a highly rated on TV, not on streaming, on over-the-air TV, your rivalry is not safe any longer. It's not. I don't care who it is. Michigan, Michigan State, I don't know if that's safe every year. You start to think how tough Michigan's schedule already looked for 2024 with UCLA, USC, Texas, Ohio State. I mean, now you had Oregon and Washington, folks. It's tough to go to Eugene or Seattle and get a W. And that was before the merger. And going to the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl isn't easy to be USC or UCLA. But the TV networks are going to want to watch and going to want to have the best matchups for the highest ratings, advertiser dollars, so they can afford, what is it, over $7 billion, I think is the final number? Hello? Oh, I want to see East Carolina, Michigan. Really? Really? I think that's how the head... Big Ten television network president. That's how he reacts to deals. Really? Stanford and Cal bring nothing to the... Oh, they bring San Francisco market. Really? They could do games and that X for the new Twitter will be flashing. You'll see it like the Batman logo. That doesn't annoy me. Hey, tell me you're changing. And now I, I got X. I can't find my app half of the time. I'm like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? It was on my phone here a half hour ago. Where'd it go? Oh, that's all right, Elon. Launch another rocket while I'm trying to launch a flare to find my damn Twitter app. <laughs> Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. One of our MSU Big Ten insiders, he's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Great, Bill. Thanks for having me. I hope you're doing well today. I'm doing good. Boy, that came quick with Oregon and Washington, didn't it? Yeah, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, you know that as soon as USC and UCLA entered the fray, those were the two possible logical ones. But in terms of pushing it across the finish line, it happened abruptly. And apparently a lot of the people out in Pac-12, Pac-14 country or whatever it was called, um, up until the 11th hour, they thought they could maybe save 
the conference and, and keep those teams in, but didn't happen. And um, college football takes another step in a different direction. We'll have to wait and see how many fans come with it and how many are left behind, what the roadkill is, what the unintended consequences are. You mentioned a, mis- a minute ago that the TV networks, and you're correct, you know, they're not going to be as interested at all in Michigan versus Carolina or Michigan State versus Richmond. Those spots on the schedule in the, in the future with this many teams in the conference, they'll be able to f- fill those out, conference game versus conference game, nine-game schedule, ten-game conference schedule, uh, because they'll be able to get a bigger figure, more millions of viewers, and that's what it comes down to. In the meantime, what damage does that do to East Carolina's athletic department? What damage does that do to Richmond's athletic department? Max schools. Uh, you know, Max schools, you know, they, they, they schedule two heavyweights a year, most teams do, most, you know, Central, Eastern, Western, to pay the bills for the whole athletic department. If they don't have those games anymore, um, if funding for those departments will go down, scholarships will go down, the net result will be fewer jobs for coaches, programs getting cut at the smaller schools, and fewer athletic scholarships for young athletes, Washington State, Oregon State, and coming soon to those mid-majors. So, the fat cats, the TV industry, they'll, they'll make some money, but down the line, there's going to be some damage. Well, there'll be some damage, but you might go back to a pure form of intercollegiate athletics mm-hmm. uh, at the lower level, you know, football subdivision, D1, maybe, you know, CMU Western, the MAC, those schools drop down, maybe some of the bigger D2 programs like a Ferris or Grand Valley State, who knows, Saginaw Valley State or Michigan Tech could bump up. Uh, you could get that bridge between the upper echelon and D2. Uh, with the lower side of D1, with the football subdivision, there's so many TV networks. Yeah, they're not going to get, what is it, Power 3 money now? <laughs> it's not even Power. Yeah. yeah, you got Power 3. I mean, ACC has a has a football deal with the CW network. Where Where is the CW network? I can't find that, and I can't find my Twitter app. I know, but you'll be able to find Big Ten. It's going to be plastered all over those networks. So the the branding there is going to be good for the Big Ten schools, CBS, NBC, Fox. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be. Those are going to be uh, very slick, flashy presentations and broadcasts. So um, that'll be fun to watch. That'll be interesting. But uh, I, I'm I'm usually uh, open to change, and I embrace change in a lot of areas of life. But this, I feel bad to see the Pac-12 go away. I really do. So uh, next on the list, uh, if any. I don't know. They may be waiting because the 2024 schedule and beyond that first two years they did will have to be uh, redone now. Who, who, who else do you think they add? I'm talking near future. Boy, I don't know. Yeah, I do not a know. Tough one. I mean, I mean, you know, three years ago, I, I thought maybe Notre Dame Stanford might have been in play, but Notre Dame's going to get enough money from NBC by itself. They don't need to. They don't need to move on. It looks like. Stanford, do they move the needle enough? Uh, you know, I, maybe the Big Ten holds out and waits for the ACC to crumble, and then, you know, Florida State. Who wants Florida State more, the Big Ten or the SEC? It might end up the Big Ten might want Florida State more than the SEC, and you might not have thought that five or ten years ago. It didn't really fit the pedigree, but it's changing. Big Ten wants to be a national conference. They want to be the NFC. Uh, you know, the, the, the half of the half of the of the of the country. So then I suspect way down the road, you're going to get a really interesting bidding war between the Big Ten and SEC for North Carolina. 
I think that'll be an interesting one between those two conferences, and uh, that that's a battle that's uh, I, I think that one is, is going to be waged at some point. Just a matter of when. And because of the heavy buyouts, I read this story. That's why the ACC isn't being plundered right now, like the Pac-12 that had none of that in place. I mean, the leadership in the Pac-12 to let the the Big 12 look like the conference that was going to go away and there was going to be the Big Four with the ACC, SEC, Big Uh Ten, and Pac-12. And the Big 12 uh, made the right moves, and they landed Utah and Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado and brought Prime to the Big 12. And meanwhile, the Pac-12 just sat there and literally presented a TV package with Apple to their member schools that were left. And that was before Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah officially bolded. And the rest said, we got to get out while we can get some money. That's it. It's over. Strike while the iron is hot is one of those business axioms. And also, nice guys finish last. And the Pac-12, the Pac-12 had a chance to hammer the Big 12. When Oklahoma and Texas left, two years ago, the schools that were frightened Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, those were the schools that thought they might end up without a home because the Pac-12 was not interested in those schools. Um, Instead, now that has shifted to Oregon State, Washington State. Exact same situation. Uh, Pac-12 had a chance to go in and, and, and raid the Big 12 of what was left after Oklahoma and Texas left, and they were right for the picking. They, they hesitated, and they didn't want to be that conference. They were the nice guys, and that's where they are now, sadly. Jim Combroni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU, one of our Big Ten insiders, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, impact of the expansion on Michigan State I believe that they're going to go to no divisions as planned, even with adding Oregon and Washington, because TV wants the two highest-ranked teams in that conference championship game. But I could see, with the addition of Washington, Oregon, and you have Nebraska out west, you could have a western-eastern divisions for minor sports. You know, they say they're not going to have divisions, but... You know, they could erase that and go to a blank slate and start over again at the drop of a hat, Bill. You know that. With these four Pacific teams coming in, you know, how, how, what do they have, 18 teams? How do you have an 18-team, one division, one, one conference? I don't know how that works. I know they want to have the two highest-ranked teams. I think, it, you know, I, what, were we, what we were talking about in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago about the Ohio State-Michigan game moving to October, what's the reason to do that? That's to separate between having a rematch, whether it's number one versus number two at the end of the year or a couple of divisional champions. Either way, I suspect that's what the TV networks are going to want. Um, I don't know. 18-team single division, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. I'm not sure this is uncharted territory. Uncharted, I mean, you're walking into a dark tunnel, and again, the light at the end of the tunnel is all the money uh, that the Big Ten schools are getting. I know some are saying, well, you're taking away traditions, uh, rivalries. Hey, that, that went out the door a long time ago in college sports. And speaking of rivalries, uh, the Michigan-Michigan State game, in this new schedule they're going to put out with the additions of or addition of Oregon and Washington, uh, will Michigan and Michigan State play every year, or could that become play two years and don't play two years? You never know. You never know. Um, 
the um, you know Michigan State will want to play that game. If Michigan waivers, um, that's uh, that's an institutional decision. Do politicians get involved, as we've seen in other states? I don't know, but I think that one is. I, I think that one is safe, but you never know. Yeah, I got. I think there's going to be no divisions because they want the top two highest-rated teams in the title game. They don't want two divisions and have a division be really weak and have a primetime game in the mighty Big Ten with a dog team. We've seen that at times in the Big Ten championship game. So I I look at Michigan-Michigan State, and they're going to want to get Oregon-Washington and UCLA and SC in this rotation uh, with schools like Michigan, uh, like Michigan State, like Ohio State, Penn State. I I just don't see how you can play everybody every year. You can't. You're right. No, you can't. It'll There'll be a rotation, and you are going to see your favorite Big Ten team, whether it's Michigan or Michigan State or whomever, um, playing UCLA November 4th at 8 o'clock at night. That's going to seem really strange on the road. You know, meanwhile – you know, your old-fashioned Michigan versus Illinois, Michigan State versus Wisconsin, those will come around less frequently. Those old familiar Midwestern games that we're used to, that we grew up on, they'll still be part of the schedule, but it won't be week in, week out. Many of those dates will be replaced by games in November and October that we don't recognize. Now, we've seen Michigan and Michigan State play Oregon and Washington in you know early season and early September. But having them later in the season, that's going to be a different flavor. And we'll see how that, that, that turns out. I, I, again, I'll, for the fourth time, I'm a little sad to see it. I like the regionality of the conferences. But it's, it's, a, it's a game of risk. You know, it's a big board game between the SEC and the Big Ten. Who can, who can eat up the most territory before the other one does? And uh, it's a money grab. And each of those conferences are trying to, uh, you know, mark off their fiefdoms. And those of us that are old enough to remember other sports in the past, I remember when Bob Arum and Don King did this in boxing and ruined the sport, kind of. Now, th- that was different because you don't have franchises carry on from year to year to year. But I've seen IndyCar ruined by war and factions. Um, uh, I, I just a uh, little uneasy about it, Bill, but not much I can do about it. The, uh, you know, the young athletes will still, will still get on the field. It'll still be Michigan State helmets against Purdue helmets once in a while. Against Michigan helmets, and that'll be fun. And I suspect we'll still see still uh, stadiums. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. You can follow everything connecting the Spartans to the expanded Big Ten at SpartanMeg.com. And we'll see what happens when they come out with a new schedule. I think they're going to go to 10 conference games, and you'll get – Two non-conference games, and it will be the school's choice. Do you want to schedule one big boy game and basically have a preseason game uh, to start the season? But it will be dictated by TV networks. They will have input. I think you'll see more night games uh, for the bigger schools, especially when you get out west where 7.30 would be 4.30 out west, but 10.30 would be prime time out west. And think about this. I saw a note from one of the college writers. The Big Ten now will have teams in every TV time slot at 12, 3.30, 7, and 10.30. It's a lot of inventory, a lot of money. And I think you're right. I think they are headed to 10 conference games, and that'll bring in more and more money for those conferences in a select few. Um, that will also lead to more records 
that resemble NFL teams. So some programs and some fan bases are going to have to get used to the idea that seven and five is not a bad season anymore. Um, it'll be interesting if they do go to ten games. Will other conferences do that? Because the negative side of the coin is: do you cannibalize yourself and prevent some of your teams from making the twelve-team playoff? Those are things that need to be uh, looked at, also. But those, I think you're right. I think the TV networks are going to want a ten-game schedule. We'll see with those other factors how they factor in. Yeah, because the TV executives will want all the major matchups, but you have to also sit back and analyze what you just said, Jimmy. You don't want to cannibalize your conference too much, but now you have to put Oregon and Washington in the rotation, and that's why I think uh, with all Big Ten schools, outside of maybe one rivalry where both sides agree, Ohio State and Michigan, because of the mega TV ratings, is never going anywhere, but I will say Michigan, Michigan State has had high TV ratings the last three to five years. Pretty solid. And if you have 10 conference games, that's just another banger on the schedule. And then you have if, uh, you know, a team playing that extra tough game earlier in the year, that's an extra wear and tear, then a conference championship game, then a 12-game tournament. Some of these top teams playing 14, 15, 16 games of the season, you're going to end up um, – you're going to end up – crowning champions and playing championship games with, with walk-ons at key positions. You're going to run out of players. It will happen. Like in the conference championship last year in the NFL, um, when what team was it that didn't have the quarterback? You're going to see that come home to roost in college if they ask these players to play too many games in these crucial, crucial situations. I think you're going to see expanded scholarships because of the money there. Uh, I think you'll, you'll see 95, 100 scholarships creates more depth. Uh, taxi squads, what you, again, the the, the same conversation we have about NFL practice squads, I think you're going to see that. And college football, it isn't over. We'll keep you posted. Spartan fans can follow everything Michigan State connected to the expanded Big Ten in the upcoming season, which opens up Friday, September 1st, against the mighty Chippewas of Central Michigan at Spartan Stadium. SpartanMag.com is your uh, Spartan web address. Comp, thank you so much for the conversation. Appreciate it, Bill. Have a great day today. Thank you. All right, Jim Camperoni checking in from East Lansing, home of our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. that carries a huge show, tape delayed weeknights, 6 until 9 p.m. Our Budweiser Folds of Honor limited edition cans, huge question of the day. How much bigger will the Big Ten go? What teams? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Live broadcast reminder, tomorrow, 3 until 6. I'm live at Berlin Raceway in Marne, just west of downtown Grand Rapids for the Tecton Battle at Berlin 250. Tickets available right now at BerlinRaceway.com. Jeff Striegel, the voice of NASCAR, he'll join me after the rain-delayed Race down in Brooklyn, Michigan. That will be tomorrow at 3. The Huge Show in the Michigan Sports Network live previewing Wednesday night's Battle at Berlin 250 presented by Tecton. That will be at Berlin Raceway in Marne, just west of downtown GR. And like I mentioned, get your tickets now and race info at berlinraceway.com. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge.
The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police reminds you that it is now illegal to manually use a cell phone or other mobile electronic device while operating a vehicle on Michigan roads. Any questions? Can I make or answer a telephone or video call? No. Can I browse or use the internet? Nuh-uh. Can I watch, record, or send a video? Nope. Hope that clears things up. Go hands-free. It's the law. Huge here with a reminder that you can join me in the Michigan Sports Network on Wednesday, August 16th from 3 until 6 p.m. as we're broadcasting statewide live at the Coach's Corner on 7 Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. You can help us raise money for Folds of Honor to help children of fallen soldiers and first responders receive college scholarships that their fallen loved ones would have provided. You can also enjoy the live broadcast and 22-ounce drafts for 5 bucks. Domestic bottles for just $3.00. 75 cent bone-in wings, $2 homemade potato skins, and many more specials. Dine in only. All vets, we thank you for your service, and you'll get half off all day August 16th at the Coach's Corner on 7 Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. So join me there, and you can check them out online at Coach's Corner Bar and Grill of Livonia.com or go to the Michigan Sports Network.com website for more info. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual trips. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, one of the greatest producers ever. Behind the glass, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com will join us. I did see in the first coaches poll, your mighty Michigan Wolverines are number two behind Georgia. Alabama number three, but Michigan didn't get any first place votes. Georgia got 61. Michigan is ranked second, but Alabama got four first place votes and the Buckeyes of Ohio State. 
Uh, hello, new quarterback with Georgia, new quarterback with Alabama, new quarterback with Ohio State. And then there's Brian Beauregard Kelly. I've been telling you that the Tigers will rise again. I got Mama Kelly's sweet tea, and I'm down on the bayou right now, and I got 35 guys faster than any guy ever here at Notre Dame. And I can't wait till LSU plays a night game in Baton Rouge. And I'm Brian Beauregard Kelly, reminding you that my uncle is a guy with the white beard on the Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket. Yeah, so the preseason coaches poll, college football's first poll, Georgia won, Michigan with no first place votes, two, Alabama, three, Ohio State, four, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee, the top 10, Washington, who will be joining the Big Ten at number 11, Texas, Notre Dame at 13, the Utes, not just tree Utes, but a bunch of Utes. From Utah at 14, Oregon, they're joining the Big Ten at 15. Think about that in the Big Ten next year. You have Oregon at 15, Washington at 11, Penn State at 7, USC at 6, Ohio State at 4, and Michigan at 2. Is that like 7 of the top 15 for the new Big Ten starting next year? TCU at 16. Oh, let's get TCU and Michigan in a rematch. Maybe another bubble screen at the goal line. Kansas State at 17, Oregon State. Hi, I'm Oregon State. I'm looking for a conference. At 18, Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner at number 19. North Carolina at 20. Wisconsin, Luke Fickle. Wisconsin's at 21. Luke Fickle, Matt Mitchell, former Grand Valley coach, then Ole Miss, Tulane, Texas Tech, and Texas A&M. Iowa just on the outside looking in. I'm betting on Iowa to get into the top 25. I think that's a surefire bet. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com want to get his thoughts on the ever-expanding uh, Big Ten, Big 18, Big 22, Big 24. When does it end, Chris? Huh. Uh, not for a while. I think they're still looking. Now there are rumblings that Cal and Stanford are talking with the ACC. So I thought those would be naturals just because of the academics. But, you know, uh, in terms of the location and everything else, it's not natural at all. And I don't like it. You're going to have kids on planes. Uh, who was it? One of the coaches came out and said, you know, it, it would be – we would be – faster to London than we will be able to get to Oregon, uh, he said. And, uh, you know, it's just a mess. But uh, it is what it is. It's about the money, as we all know. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it, if it's going to be pods. Four pods eventually, I think, is what we're, we're looking at. It's going to continue to expand to the point that, um, you know, you're going to have, like, four separate divisions within the, within the conference. And it's going to be weird, Bill. It really is to see who doesn't play who in any given year. But, you know, we've been told that next year 
year schedule will be uh, redone now, and it's going to have to be redone because those two two teams are joining the the conference to Oregon and uh, Washington next year. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for that and see. I don't think it'll affect the Michigan Texas game, but we'll we'll see. So uh, it's it's a disaster in my opinion, but uh, you know what? I, I'm a traditionalist, and uh, all you can do is just go on. And, and I will say this: it will make it will eliminate a lot of those uh, crummy games. I think you'll see more league games, and I think um, uh, because. Uh, you you can uh, because you'll be playing better competition. You'll be able to, and because of the expanding playoff, you will be able to lose a couple of games and still be in consideration for the playoff. So that at least part that part in my opinion is positive. So if you're saying four pods off of uh, they're at 18, so let's say they get to 20 uh, soon, right. and you have four yeah. pods of five where you would play everybody in your pod every year, yeah. home and away. That would be eight games, and then you'll have two other games. Again, so that will rotate. I think they're going to go to 10 conference games. That will leave you two non-conference, maybe a big boy game, and then one of the lesser schools, right? Yep, exactly. And uh, you know what? Uh, and the, the lesser schools are the ones that are going to are going to struggle here and and suffer before it because they just aren't going to be scheduled as much anymore. And you can you can schedule more of the big boys now, knowing that you have a couple losses to play with. At the same time, the competition within your conference is going to be unbelievable, right? You've got USC, UCLA now, Oregon going out to Oregon. I don't care who it is on the West Coast, Michigan, and every other Big Ten school has had a problem winning out there on the road. So that's going to be a tough game. I remember 2003 going out to Oregon when Michigan was favored significantly and got their butts handed to them for three quarters and came back late. But, you know, it's hard for me to remember uh, games where Michigan went out there and won uh, in a non-conference, just a non-conference game. Uh, They sneaked one out against UCLA in the late 80s. They lost at UCLA once with John Navarro quarterback, uh, lost at Washington a couple of times. So um, it is not easy, and it's not going to be easy. So it's going to be pretty wild, Bill, in my opinion, going forward to see how this all plays itself out. Chris Ballas on the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. You can follow everything Michigan football, basketball, all University of Michigan athletics, and the expanding Big Ten 24 7 at the Wolverine.com. Uh, the Michigan Michigan State rivalry, you think they'll stay in the same pod? And will that rivalry be protected with adding Oregon and Washington? Because you know that the TV yeah. networks all want to see matchups with Oregon and Washington and Michigan uh, more than they want to see Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, I think that's going to be discussed. Um, I, I would imagine it will be. I think there are too many people that want to see that rivalry continue. Um, but who knows now at this point, uh, you know, those primetime games and, and getting the West Coast teams against the, uh, Michigan against the, and Ohio State are going to draw huge numbers. They just are. So um, that'll be interesting. And we'll see if they even allow it, how many they are allowed to protect now. Some schools, obviously, were allowed to protect more rivalries than others. Will that still be the case? And, of course, if Michigan only gets one it's going to be ohio state so we'll see what happens but um you know like i've said many times i think a lot of michigan fans we did a poll a lot of michigan fans that we've spoken with said they wouldn't mind if that was not a protected rivalry if it went on hiatus for a while um you can still see coming out of media day there's still a lot of bad blood there and uh, it was interesting hearing jim harbaugh say that he had not yet heard from mel tucker about the tunnel incident and he wanted mutual respect and everything and uh you know and then you've got other people saying oh they've going there at night they're gonna get batteries thrown on them and everything else so uh it certainly has not come down at all bill uh, come down a notch in terms of the temp-
temperature of that rivalry. And, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens going forward. Will be interesting. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com uh, joining us. So what's your best guess on if they were going to move fast on at least two more teams to get that number to uh, an even 20? Who would be at the top of your list on maybe the final additions or at least uh, the next pairing to join the Big Ten? Yeah, that's a great question. See, I thought Cal and Stanford would be probably the other two. And again, with the academics and, you know, the Big Ten has always claimed to, to be really interested in teams that are going to bring academics as well as athletics to the conference. So uh, it looks like that might not happen. Let's see what happens with Notre Dame. How many times can they say no to us, right? But uh, is what the Big Ten people must be thinking. But uh, they're a natural fit. And can NBC continue to pay that contract? Or are they going to say, look, you're going to need to join the conference? to get your money um, that's going to be fascinating to watch they'd be to me that's a no-brainer uh, that is one that that should happen and I think you're going to see them at some point they're going to have to join a conference and uh, it might as well be the Big Ten are they going to continue to thumb their noses at it because you know they're going to run out of options here pretty soon we're heading towards super conference here super conferences here obviously and are they going to be down there wanting to play with uh, SEC teams I, I don't think so so uh, that's one I would watch and then uh, after that, I thought maybe somebody like a Virginia or something like that. I really thought uh, like a Duke or a North Carolina would be great for, for basketball purposes, you know. But um, who knows what's going to happen with the ACC. There are still a lot of things in flux. And um, But to me, Notre Dame is the one that you have to go to and say, look, uh, we need you in this conference. You, you should be in this conference. Everybody's going to be in a conference. You know what? We need you in here. That's why Duke and North Carolina, Stanford, Cal aren't coming to the Big Ten because this is right. about football ratings, football powers. I think you would uh, see Miami and Florida State or Florida State and Clemson uh, before you would see uh, Stanford, yep. Cal or Duke, North Carolina. I still think Miami, Florida and Florida would give you that hotbed of recruiting in the state of Florida and deliver you Jacksonville, uh, Tampa, Orlando, Miami TV markets. Yeah, it'd be unbelievable, wouldn't it? And uh, then you'd be everywhere. You'd be in California. You'd be in Florida. You'd be in all, except for Texas, obviously, which is obviously a recruiting hotbed as well. I thought at one point, you know, Texas and Notre Dame several years ago were tied at the hip, supposedly, and said, hey, you know, we're thinking about the Big Ten and would you go if we went type of thing. And obviously it didn't play out that way. But if you can get down there in, in Florida, uh, that would certainly help. But uh, theoretically anyway. But um, to me, you know what? It, it is what it is, and it means more road trips for us and uh, more venues and, and seeing more of the country, which is always great, you know, because I've, I'll be honest, the last couple of years covering these non-conference games, last year was boring, Bill, uh, being at the big house the, the entire month of September and, and not going anywhere. But when you can go out to Oregon and you can experience some of these environments, and, and it's good for the players, too, you know, uh, I think that's going to be good for college football, and hopefully we will see more of these, a few more anyway, of these non-conference games and and uh, we'll certainly be seeing them play some of these big conference games in these venues as well. Chris Ballas and Wolverine.com. Follow everything connected to Michigan football and the expand, uh, expanding, not expanded, I'll go with expanding Big Ten at the Wolverine.com. Chris, thank you so much. Anytime, Billy. Thank you. All right, Chris Ballas, check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. You can order up Roast Umber for your office or business, RoastUmber.com, or look for Roast Umber Coffee, a craft coffee. Uh, that is brewed in Grand Rapids, and Nitro Cold Brew is also canned in GR, the ultimate wake-up drink. 
No additives or sugar. Look for it at your local store or online at roastumber.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Start shopping back-to-school lunch and snack favorites this week at Meyer. Right now, when you shop hundreds of items across the store, pick any seven, and you'll pay just $1 each when you buy seven or more. Get seven for $7 on Armor Lunchmakers, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, Pringles Grab-and-Go or Cheez-It Cups, Glasso Vitamin Water, or Meyer Sandwich or Snack Bags. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge, where you can experience a unique Pure Bar class taught by world-class instructors on Grand Rapids' iconic Blue Bridge. Check-in begins on Wednesday, September 6th at 7 p.m. The class will start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are 25 bucks, and all proceeds from the event support Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Wednesday, September 6th is the date. Get more information at VAI.org. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device, Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use promo code HUGE when you sign up. Let's go to Scott in Grand Rapids. Thanks for the wait. Listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. You're on the HUGE show. Hey, big brother. Hey, uh... Basically, this is the death of the working man. It's uh, the, the, the the kids that are just trying to make it, whether it's, I don't care, volleyball, wrestling, uh, swimming. There's going to be no money for this stuff. When these, these teams got to travel to all these places, and it's great. It's not bad for sports radio. It's not bad for 
it's great for TV ratings and it's great for the Poindexters that never played sports. But you know, for an Eastern Eastern Washington playing a Utah State or a Indiana playing an Indiana State, it's dead. This is just it's just dead. I, I'm done with college. I, I can't do it. I, 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 if you want to be pro, be pro. I'll watch the Tigers, I'll watch the Lions, I'll watch my Red Wings, and gosh, I hope I can watch my Pistons. But um, other than that, and I'm a lifelong, I, I actually, I talked to Tommy about this uh, about a month and a half ago. And yeah, it's, it's, it's the death of uh, all the other schools. It'll, it may revert back 10, 15 years from now, but... I, I, it's, it's all about money, and I just hate that. First, it was ni or uh, transfer portal. Then it was nil, and now it's expansion mega conference. Right, you know, and, and, and Scotty, yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate the call in GR listening on ninety six one. The game it is professional. I will say though, if everything beyond the Power Three reverts back to what it was like. Great, we'll get Central and Western on a Saturday, and it's a big party weekend in Kalamazoo or Mount Pleasant. I'll take that any day of the week over a Wednesday night matchin matchup. If you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number two on a Money Line Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, more conversation on the expansion of the Big Ten. Added Oregon and Washington officially late Friday. Tim Stout from our affiliate, The Game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, where you can hear Stout on sports weekday mornings at 10 a.m. and the huge show weeknights. Tape delayed 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. He'll join us. In just a few minutes, Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com. Before we are done statewide today, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. On expansion, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. And John Conlon, head soccer coach of the Byron Center Girls Program, one of our soccer insiders on the U.S. being eliminated in PKs, which are penalty kicks by Sweden. They missed three PKs. 
Megan Rapino said the highlight of her career playing for her country was equal pay. Like I said yesterday, after I watched that game at 5 a.m., and I tweeted out and posted on the Huge Show Facebook page that the politics connected to the U.S. women's soccer team over the last four to six years, including national anthem drama, Megan Rapino saying that boys who are transgender should be able to take girl spots on youth in high school and college and even national teams one day. Just her comments, the highlight wasn't playing for the country, was equal pay. And by the way, I think the women deserved equal pay while playing for their country. Or if they're going on a tour where they're selling tickets, but it's been a while since they've been that draw, right? I have no problem with U.S. men and women having equal pay, but I don't need to see it on TV commercials while I'm watching the World Cup and cheering on the red, white, and blue. And anybody who thinks somebody born a male should be allowed to take my daughter's spot on a college team or one day on a national team, you can hit the highway. Gosh, there's no discrimination. Whatever gender you are born, you have the right to try out for a male or female team. No one's discriminating against you. Oh, but now that Megan Rapinoe's done, yeah, go ahead. It was really about the money. And yeah, it's okay. Let let 16-year-olds who don't know what from one day to the next they're doing anyways, let them go ahead and take the spot of a girl on a track team in Connecticut or uh, a soccer team, sure. And that one day the national teams could be people born males who are females. I mean, what? Come on, man. No one's discriminating against. No one has any phobia. You're born. You're born. uh, This is about sports, not about workplace, not about buying a house, not about getting a loan from a bank, not about where you eat at a restaurant, not about anything else. It's about sports. But right now it's a political hot potato. Because it garners support and politicians just do. You know what? I'm going to forgive your loans. Really? Yeah, that's it. You know what? Vote for me. It's just politics. It's not the truth. Where is the daily discrimination you see? Or Megan Rapinoe saying that transgender kids and athletes are getting beat up. Where? Where is this? You're denied in the workplace. You're you're denied a a place to live. You're denied the freedoms of being an American that I'll line up and protect you no matter who you are. But we're talking sports here. Title IX says there'll be no discrimination based on your gender, not how you identify. And Megan Rapino, yeah, I'm done. Sure. Let, let the kid born a boy take the spot on a high school girls soccer team from the girl who has played for 10 years dreaming she could be the next Megan Rapino on the pitch. 
Tell me where that makes sense on any level, and please, I don't care. I'm not part of the woke portion of America. I'm not. I'm a father. I'm for equality. We're arguing about this garbage yesterday. Meanwhile, I see it was the anniversary of what Jesse Owens did in Berlin in front of Hitler and won four gold medals. And the man had to eat at different restaurants and drink out of different fountains in his home state of Alabama when he came back. There's somebody who has a legitimate reason not to salute the flag. And you know who was saluting the flag in front of Hitler? While a runner-up is doing Haya Hitler, who's in the stadium in Berlin, Jesse Owens, the American, which I think is the greatest sports story ever in the history of this country. Because he had a reason to be upset that this country, not, not everywhere, because we all get lumped together by all the states. Revisionist history is interesting because people forget the North kicked the South's ass. Fighting what? Slavery. And that Jesse Owens in front of Hitler, think about that. In front of the most evil person ever on this planet who dreamed of a white Aryan race and a black man out of Alabama. Not once, not twice, not three times, but higher this. And he's there in a photo saluting the flag. And thought after winning in Berlin in 1936 that his life would change. And it changed in other countries. But it didn't change in America. And that's an ugly side of this country that I've never been able to stomach. But I will tell you in 2023, I believe most Americans do not see color in athletes or color in sports. And they don't see gender. You're born a male, and you want to identify as a female or transition, that's your business. But if you're going to play sports, you play on the guys' teams. And anybody who thinks it's okay for young men to shower or go into a locker room and undress in front of other high school girls, again, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. No more, no more, no more. Oh, Bill, you do you worry about your opinions? No. I don't, because this is this has there's nothing discriminatory about what I'm saying. Nothing. Nothing at all. That person born a boy can go to a high school and try out for that boys team. That girl born a girl can go try out for that high school team, can try and get a scholarship, can try and chase a dream to play in a World Cup one day. But thinking that males, just by identifying as a female, can take a spot of a young girl or woman? Because they identify. You know, Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School Athletic Association, for over a decade, they've had a case-by-case rule in place in our state 
where every case is looked at individually based on the sport you're going into, based on the level of transition or hormones or whatever the medical procedure is. And they look at it. It's not political. It's been in place for over a decade. That's where I stand. You're born a male. You have every right to try out for any male sports team. I don't care if it's bowling team with your friend. I don't care where. There's no discrimination. There's not. And also, you want to live your life as an adult and be who you want to be? Go ahead and do it. You're not breaking any laws? More power to you. You're discriminated in the workplace. You're discriminated at a restaurant. You're forced to drink out of a separate fountain like Jesse Owens was or sleep in a different hotel. Then you know what? Get the, get the march on and you got a legit reason. God, I've had it. I really have. I've had it. Megan Rapino repulses me more than any athlete ever in America. Smiling after she misses the PK. Smiling. Really? Gosh. You know, I, I believe in your right to your opinion. And you have a right to voice that. But, you know, it began with the National Anthem situation, and I'm so damn tired of the National Anthem. So let me get this straight. You want to play for our country, make all that equal pay money you mentioned, but forget the anthem. Yeah, tell him, I got, don't even get me going on Kyler Kaepernick. He was oppressed. Went to college, got a $120 million contract. Sure, okay. Oh, my Lord. Wow. It's amazing. If you want to join in our Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day that you can answer. You can join in. With the Big Ten adding Oregon and Washington, do you see any more teams coming aboard? And if so, what teams? You can join in at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. That's the word HUGE out of 21,000. Let's go talk about the addition of Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. Late on Friday, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports heard weekday mornings on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, our flagship station where you can hear, or his flagship station where you can hear the huge show, weeknights, tape delayed 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. How you doing, Timmy? Good, Bill. How are you doing today? Good. Good to talk to you. 35,000 high school football players, 95,000 high school athletes. Great time of year. Good for those kids. I hope it works out great for them. A little cooler today for them in August. But it's good to have them all back out playing. I hope things work out well. Good. You always mention Mark Ewell. Good for him. They've done a good job. They got ninety five thousand kids out playing sports this fall. Good for the high schools. Yeah, and good for uh, beyond football. You got cross country. Uh, my son uh, plays soccer at Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern. I think they're beginning tryouts today. Their season begins like in uh, ten days. You got what uh, girls? Is a girls golf in the fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, girls yep. golf uh-huh. in the fall. You got cross country. You got 
So much going on. It's awesome uh, for all the boys and girls, student-athletes across this state. I know a lot of proud parents, a lot of coaches who really are surrogate parents to our children, officials, and uh, training staff, and so many people connected. I know you say the number for football, but when you uh, go beyond support staff and everybody connected, uh, there are a ton of people across this state who really help our kids be able to enjoy high school sports. The refreshing thing for me about it, Bill, is it's one sport that has never ceased through the years to be analyzed and enjoyed where money wasn't the corrupting thing like you find constantly with the pros in colleges, where money is always in the discussion, money always seems to make decisions, money always is involved. But at the high school level, somehow, some way, through all these decades, Friday Night Lights across America has managed to hold its interests for the most part, in all these communities, or many of these communities, certainly in the, in the West Michigan area, no question about it. And to me, that's you know, to me, that's a positive sign that for all the changes in the world, especially in sports, Friday Night Lights is still a big deal, and it is in the state of Michigan. I look forward to it every fall. All right. Speaking of football, that is a big deal with big money. The addition of Oregon and Washington, uh, surprise move, quick move. I think more of a quick move than surprise move. On Friday, your thoughts on the Big Ten and like our Budweiser Folds of Honor limited edition cans, huge question of the day. Will there be more schools coming? And if so, what schools? Well, it's hard for me to believe, Bill, that the Big Ten is done at 18. Uh, I, I just cannot believe that they're not going to tear up all the football schedules next fall because they have to account for Oregon and Washington. But why would you change those now again if you're not certain that the full roster is going to be 20 schools instead of 18? And to me, 20 schools is so much easier and readily available to schedule. However, I am a little surprised that uh, that Cal and Stanford would, to me, seem like a natural fit because it would remove some of the geographic issues of all those West Coast schools having to travel. If you add Cal and Stanford, everybody's got five games within their old Pac-12 conference right away there, including the Olympic sports. However... I'm also hearing that the Big Ten wants to see what's going to happen in the ACC with Florida State. If Florida State gets out of its deal and goes elsewhere, and I can't imagine that would be the Big Ten because Florida State wants money and the Big Ten only wants team schools in that are willing to take a cut. So that, to me, knocks out Florida State. But if Florida State bails from the ACC, schools that have been vetted previously that the Big Ten would have its eyes on clearly, in my opinion, would be North Carolina and Virginia. If those two were available uh, and you had those 20, either Cal Stanford or North Carolina, Virginia, that to me would end all of this at least conference pillaging until or unless down the road somehow there is an NFL-type model for the major schools. And I can't imagine that they would stop at 18 because Stanford and Cal have no cards to play. They'd have to come in for a reduced fee. North Carolina, Virginia, I'm not quite sure about that. But to your point, it's hard for me to believe that this is absolutely the end. Last week, the Big Ten commissioner said at football media days, he was, you know, nobody was telling him to do anything about adding schools. And then last week, he adds two major schools. It, it's something that is, is a surprise to me. Of everything I've seen through all the years in college athletics, 
the way this is all unfolded to me is one of the biggest surprises. But, you know, they never cut back budgets. They only increase budgets. They can't increase ticket prices. They can do it only so much. There are only so many donors. The donors won't have to pay the players or pay for the facilities. Where's the money going to come from? I guess that leaves broadcasting. And as you know, they better hope broadcasting doesn't struggle to pay all these bills in the future. Well, uh, sports being cut uh, could be a reality. Also, when you look at uh, the mid-level mid-major, if I can use that basketball phrase with football, that they might have to get back to old school, that Western and Central might play all Saturday games, that they'll be on a minor network, that they'll create a 2014 playoff, that they'll join maybe football subdivision with the Southern Illinois and Illinois States and those types of schools, and, and fans will go do the old school tailgate. I mean, CMU played football long before the Power Five, long before the big paydays. They could do it. Western could do it. I mean, you know, the innocence of football, when you talked about it at the high school level, which I agree with, you still go to a Hope, Alma, uh, Albion, Adrian football game, Saginaw Valley, Ferris to a point, Grand Valley. There, there, there's still that feeling of that collegiate experience. Michigan Tech, another well, school. It, Northwood? I mean, it- yeah, I mean, even in the Ivy League. I mean, I had a son get a degree at Cornell, so while he was there, we enjoyed a couple of weekends up there both watching football and basketball, and it didn't seem to be any kind of an issue. They have stadiums, they have campuses, they don't have coaches making preposterous amounts of money, blah, 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 but they don't have the same pressure on them to win. The seasons aren't nearly as long. You go to class, all that kind of thing, which is not what the case is, as we know, with all the power fives because of the way it has grown. I mean, I think it's too bad, but I but I don't think, Bill, this story is nearly complete. You know, there have been no format announcements relative to basketball. Who's going to play in the Big Ten basketball tournaments, men and women? Are we going to, Where are they going to be played? Do you need more in one site? Are all 18 teams or more? Are they all going to be in it? How are you going to play all that one way or the other? And all the other Olympic sports, how are you going to play all those? And I cannot imagine that those are going to have the breadth that football is going to have. Because this is a football deal, clear and simple. Is football going to add a 13th game? Is football going to add a 10th conference game? Is football going to eliminate the bye week because we need another payday? I mean, there are so many those questions and if i were the max schools depending on those one and a half billion dollar non-conference paydays i'd be a little skittish right now with all this because who knows how much inventory is there to play all these games who's going to pay for all this moving forward i mean to me if you're in college athletics at any level of division one you got to have so many questions and so many sports moving forward that have never come out yet because again i cannot imagine that the big ten is fully convinced that it's going to stop at 18 but if it does go to 20 all right if it goes to 20 i think the issue is going to be the next trigger what is florida state going to do in the acc and if you have if you have two acc and two of the other pac-12s that want to get in there how's that play out the latest i heard this afternoon is oregon state's trying to get into the big 12 and the big 12 is talking with them if the oregon state goes to the big 12 you know they're not going to stop at an odd number then they would take another one as well i mean it's just amazing to me how all this has played out dramatically simply because these budgets were never curtailed and the the desperate attempt to go find money to pay the bills as the budgets go up is where we are today. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You see him on TV and also in the Lansing State Journal. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line, Timmy, good stuff. Good to hear your voice. We'll talk soon. Fine, Bill. Good to talk to you. Keep up the good work. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Tim Stout checking in 
on a Moneyline Monday presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get that winning feeling uh, with DraftKings. With Moneylines, props, parlays, and more, you can bet on your favorite sports and take a shot at huge wins. New customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on any sport, any team, any game. Plus, all customers can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even bigger payouts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and those new customers who do that can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. On the way, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. More on the Big Ten expanding into Oregon and Washington, the University of Washington and the University of Oregon. Who's next? Broom from Ann Arbor will join us after this network TO. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great 
great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the huge show and X's and Bros, or just text GOLF to 21,000 to enter. That's GOLF to 21,000. The trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf, all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light. So grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for Michigan summers and great times. Always enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023 Labatt USA Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, LTD. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's Duck, Duck, Duck. Every Friday in August, win your share of 60 grand in premium play. Drawings each week from 7 to 11 p.m. And lucky guests every hour win up to $3,000 premium play. You won't want to miss $60,000 Duck, Duck, Duck. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. is our executive producer. A lot of conversation about the expanding Big Ten. How many more teams will come aboard? That's our Budweiser Folds of Honor limited edition cans. Huge question of the day. Every Budweiser Folds of Honor can you buy this summer will mean money going to help the children of men and women injured and killed in combat or the children of our first responders at your local pub, restaurant, or store. Look for the Budweiser Anheuser-Busch limited edition Folds of Honor cans. Let's go to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. Get his thoughts on the growing uh, Big Ten Conference. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. All right. Uh, how much bigger will this conference go in the short term? What's your gut? Oof. Oh, gosh. I feel like they're going to get to 20. I, I really do. I, I don't know who it's going to be, but... You know, the thing with all this expansion talk is that, it, it you know, once you hear the – the key is when you see the, the tweets out, say, oh, well, the, the Big Ten Conference is having, you know, quote-unquote, uh, exploratory discussions. And that means they're about 99% of the way there, uh, especially with how things uh, – how quickly these things have come together. So, I don't know. Um It feels like 18 is a lot. I feel like once you get to 18, though – 20 uh at least get to 20 and have it be at least the big multiple of 10 but yeah i I, in the short term i you know with the pac-12 falling apart i think everything's kind of on the table right now so who would be the next two if there was the ideal two that you could hand pick anthony broom from the wolverine.com offices in ann arbor what two teams would be the best fit right now to join just added oregon and washington 
Yeah, I mean, the the easiest two teams to name would be Cal and Stanford, right? Because then you've got a foothold in the Bay Area there. Uh, but I, I really think that, you know, it's, it's just th- this whole expansion thing is just so transparently about about money and grabbing television, you know, markets. And they do it under the guise of, oh, well, these are respected uh, research institutions, too, which, yeah, those are boxes that get checked. But, you know, I, I think if it's about playing that, you know, playing the – the map of the United States, like it's a board game, uh, you'd probably look into the Carolinas at a, at a Clemson or North Carolina. Uh, I know North Carolina would check the research institution box. They are a respectable football program, obviously uh, all-time elite uh, in terms of a basketball program. Uh, so I, I know there was some buzz on Clemson. I know people have brought up Florida State. Um, to me, they still kind of feel like – they feel more like fits for what an expanded SEC would look like, but um, you know, if I'm just going going through the map right now, uh, there's there's a lot of white space at the moment, you know, in the Carolinas and in uh, SEC territory. And if you really want to make a splash, I think that's maybe where you look to go next. Does Notre Dame start to think, hey, if all these conferences are getting bigger and our options on scheduled regular season games might only be with weaker teams, which could hurt us getting to the playoffs. Do you think any of these new moves could make Notre Dame rethink joining a conference? I don't think they're going to join anyone until they, they have to. And I don't think Notre Dame feels that it has to. Um, no, I guess, again, that depends on what, you know, if, if the ACC loses a, a Clemson and a Florida state to either the big 10 or, or the SEC, all of a sudden, the little handshake deal they have with the ACC doesn't look all that appealing either. So I feel like in the game of musical chairs, you know, it's not. I think the sense of urgency from Notre Dame is is probably extremely low because you know they're not in a conference. They haven't had to join a conference. Um, these teams are kind of these other teams kind of jockeying for position um, across the country are you know securing their future. I think Notre Dame. Now, if you're their leadership there, and I'm not confident that they can set their hubris aside and do this, but you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to play the game of musical chairs and but be a late adopter, and all of a sudden you don't have a seat at the table. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. With so much, so much of it run by the TV networks, which is that's a whole other thing. The fact that TV networks are basically treating college sports as, you know. The, the block of programming that it is as opposed to, you know, the awesome sport and packed with traditions and, and rivalries and all that. Um, you know, not the Big Ten's in bed with NBC and Notre Dame already has the deal with NBC. Again, I, I can't say I would ever rule that out, but I know a lot of people would uh, would prefer to keep taking the to hell with Notre Dame stance, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I think uh, with this new addition, at least I'll look at the Big Ten with adding Oregon and Washington, and we'll see. I, I agree with you. There'll be movement on a couple of teams here, I think, in the next week or so, if not sooner, that you're going to go to 10 conference games starting next year. You'll have two non-conference games, and Notre Dame is going to have the advantage because of the NBC deal to probably get some more Big Ten deals done than they have in previous years. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I mean, and in terms of scheduling, I mean, Notre Dame might not even, like I said, I think eventually they're going to have to, to choose a side and pick their conference, and maybe maybe we are heading to one or two super conferences. But, 
you know, in the here and now, uh, given that you will have those NBC back channels to work, and obviously with the Big Ten, you've got those rivalries built in. You know, I'm willing to bet in the next couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised to see. You know, uh, you know, obviously Michigan will scrap its home and home with Washington that's on the books because they're coming to the Big Ten. But I could see a couple of those home and homes. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if the Texas series will be affected by it, but I could see Oklahoma being swapped out for for Notre Dame and having that series come back, you know, sooner than 2033. And like I said, I think that. Uh, the fact that all of, you know, when you start linking TV markets and then the TV networks together, um, you know, there are some some interesting combinations you can come up with in terms of at least games in the media future. So, um, you know, as it pertains to Notre Dame, they are always going to look out for Notre Dame first and foremost. And NBC is willing to still play ball with them. Uh, so I think that's going to be the arrangement. And then we'll see a little bit more Big Ten crossover with that program. End of the day, uh, it's about the strength of schedule, the most important thing uh, at the top of the list with the playoff committee. If you listen to them after every season, strength of schedule came into play. It's why Michigan wasn't a higher seed uh, last year uh, in the college football playoff. And Notre Dame, if these conferences, I know the SEC says they're going to stay at eight, which seems awfully low, but the Notre Dame looking at the Big Ten at least the games are going to play uh, 10 conference games. Uh, you could be a 9-3 and three team and have a better strength of schedule number than a team that finished 11-1. and one. Yeah, and, and I think that is important, uh, especially if the SEC is going to stay at 8 and uh, they're still going to have you know their F- FCS weekend in November, the FCS extravaganza, I like to call it. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, the fact that it's going to 12, and honestly, the way that things are going now, uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if, you know, you get some of these uh, these big power brokers back at the table and say, hey, maybe this playoff needs to be 16. Because all of a sudden, you know, you look, you just look at the Big Ten. I mean, think of the name brand programs that are, are there already. You've got, you know, obviously, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Penn State. I think Wisconsin is going to win a lot under Luke Fickle. I think Nebraska is going to win under uh, under Matt Rule. You've got the four West Coast schools coming in. I think at least two or three of those uh, will be schools that factor into maybe that top 12, top 16. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if it's a 12-team playoff, and let's just say you have four or five teams in the Big Ten alone, I mean, I, I think that might this might be something that winds up driving, you know, maybe even further playoff expansion too. I mean, it's... It's just all, you know, it's been a couple of days since this has all been official and announced, and there's just so much to sift through still, um, so much to process with it. And, you know, the way that things are moving now, it's like by the time you finally come around on the idea that, you know, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, okay, these are Big Ten schools now, then there's another shoe that drops somewhere else. Um, so it's hard, to, it's hard to keep up with. Now, at some point, the... You know, water's going to find its level and everything's going to calm down a little bit and we'll accept what this new normal is. But in the here and now, um, a lot of changes, and honestly, a lot of changes that fans really don't want and haven't asked for, and that's frustrating. I think the expansion to 16, everything's a moving uh, wheel right now on this expansion and this uh, college gold rush that you have the first-round buys, you just take away the buys, there's your... 16-team playoffs, you get four additional teams, uh, which would look at what is turning out to be the big three with the Big 12, Big 10, SEC. Uh, 
That's something I hadn't thought about. I agree with you 100%. Anthony Broom, I got to get to a network TO. Thank you for your huge opinion on the growing Big Ten. Of course. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony Broom, check it in. You can follow everything Michigan connected to expansion in the Big Ten 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 Money Pass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Westside Beer Distributing. Now, they're proud to support the Folds of Honor Scholarship Program, benefiting the families of fallen and injured soldiers and our first responders. Folds of Honor provides scholarships for education to ensure our heroes' children can attend college. And Westside Beer Distributing has contributed over $100,000 since the program started and will be donating another $15,000 this summer to the Folds of Honor to help a local hero's child. Anheuser-Busch, which is the Folds of Honor's longest-standing partner, has donated over $21 million to the cause. Budweiser and Bud Light will continue to honor Folds of Honor this summer with special edition 16-ounce aluminum bottles. Look for them at a bar, restaurant, or retailer near you and support this great cause. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Show is back live across Michigan Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Got a road show tomorrow at Berlin Raceway in Marne. Superfly, did you see the TV coverage of that SRX race and how big Berlin looked on worldwide television? They got another big race. Wednesday night, the Tecton Battle at Berlin 250 on the short track. 
Tickets available at BerlinRaceway.com. That's BerlinRaceway.com. They're also trying to get on iRacing. You know, Vanderwall's talked about that, the former major leaguer, one of our Tigers, MLB insiders. He does it like, is it professionally? I don't know what it's called. Well, Striegel and the crew, and Jeff Striegel, the GM at Berlin, is the voice of NASCAR. They were calling out iRacing on the social network saying, hey, Berlin needs to have their track on iRacing. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. yesterday tweeted out, yes, they do. Classic short track should be on iRacing. They got the blessing of Junior. That's a good thing. Good kid. I like him. So we'll be there tomorrow previewing the Tektron Battle at Berlin 250 on Wednesday night. Like I said, tickets available at BerlinRaceway.com. Tomorrow, the voice of NASCAR and the GM at Berlin, Jeff Striegel, uh, will join me, co-host. We'll be near the garage area doing the show. Revving it up, ready to race. Talking to some of the biggest names in racing, and also he'll look back at the weekend at MIS down in Brooklyn. How about, uh, they look so big on TV. I I immediately sent a note to Striegel and said, you have to be so proud. And it was big for West Michigan. It was huge for West Michigan. It just looks so big on the, I, I think, ESPN will be back there, and now they're saying, hey, what about a truck series on the short oval? The NASCAR truck series at Berlin. By the way, uh, MIS this past weekend went into Monday today uh, because of rain yesterday all across Michigan. It looks like uh, Chris Boucher, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, Ross, Shastain, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, and Eric Jones finish in order uh, down at MIS. So I think that is uh, the final standings. I think they just wrapped up, finished off the race after the rain. And I know Eric Jones uh, will be part of the Tektron Battle at Berlin 250 on Wednesday. Get your tickets now at BerlinRaceway.com. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Hey, one night is a race. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Striegel said it on air last week. Was that the biggest thing ever in sports in West Michigan? Had the biggest names ever together for one event. Meyer LPGA, Mayweather, and downtown Grand Rapids would be close. If you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It was pretty cool to see the first college football poll of the year, the coaches poll. Michigan is number two, but they didn't get a first place vote. Georgia, number one, Alabama, three, Ohio State, four. Georgia got the most first place votes. Alabama, I think, got four, Ohio State, one. And one thing, I I respect all three schools for being like five-star destinations, but they all lost their quarterback. And J.J.'s back with the Wolverines in Ann Arbor as they're ready to come down the tunnel and across the way they're looking at East Carolina. A formidable foe. Sure. Their September schedule, just how do I say this? Stinks. So here's the first preseason coaches poll in college football in 2023. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee are top 10. Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, Oregon. The next five with Washington and Oregon coming to the Big Ten. Reports say now. Stanford and Cal are looking at joining the ACC. That makes it really easy on the travel for the volleyball team from Palo Alto, California to Chapel Hill. So the ACC is trying to not be the next Pac-12, like piranhas. Money piranhas. Why does that sound like the old school Three Stooges? Sweetly, Mo, pick one. All right, so after Oregon at 15, TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State, Oklahoma, North Carolina. Get you to 20. In the first college football poll, Michigan at number two. Final five. Wisconsin, Old Miss, Tulane, Texas Tech and Texas A&M. Iowa would be 26th in this poll with Cade McNamara as their QB. Other notables, UCLA soon to join the Big Ten. 
At about 31, did Michigan State get any votes? Minnesota got 16 votes. No, Maryland got 10. No votes for Michigan State. So when I predicted, which I pinned to the top of Ad Huge Show on Twitter, when I said the Lions 14-3 and and NFC North champions and Michigan 15-0 and national champions in college football and Michigan State 4-8, and people are ripping me. I'm going to play a game with the Michigan State fans. Tell me one guy on offense who's contributed in a green and white, shadow black uniform, whatever they got. I will say I did see the video. The Tom Izzo football building with the new locker rooms where Tom donated a ton of money. Those are sweet. They are really sweet. And that, that goes over big with recruits. Like LSU has like pull-out beds that you slide out and you can take a nap. How come we don't have one of those right here by the broadcast area? And then give me a refrigerator and a stove, I'd never have to leave. The huge show could be on 24 hours a day. Yeah, so I'm sticking with it. Lions 14-3 and NFC champions. Michigan 15-0 and national champions in Michigan State 4-8. and They don't miss a bowl game, and I wonder... If 2025 would be a make-it-or-break-it year for Mel Tucker while he's raking in $9.5 million. But the reason they can pay that, they're getting a ton of money from their new TV deal. And they have big boosters at Michigan State. Even though Ishbia and buying the Suns, I don't think he can connect to the players as much as he could previously. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, an opinion maker, and also co-host of Couch in the Room podcast. He'll join us in a few moments. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com within 30 minutes. And John Conlon. He is a head soccer coach at Byron Center High School for the ladies. He's our soccer insider. He's solid on air along with the Brony brothers. We'll talk about the USA's exit. First time ever before the semifinals. And if you watched how they lost, oh my lord. You don't see that many PKs, penalty kicks missed. (laughs) And and Rapino laughing, just that nauseated me. But they're out, and the rest of the world's catching up. And as John Conlon said in studio a week ago, when all these high-level clubs in these countries who are soccer crazy now are training girls with the boys and their pro teams are having female teams aligning with their male teams, they're catching us. And we're not doing that. The MLS, yeah, and watching Messi last night, the guy's unbelievable. But they should have women's teams with them. Seriously, if you want to grow the sport. But, you know, right now it's a money grab. That's why you soccer to club soccer, What this is the third women's professional league, the W or NWSL trying to make it. No, you, you need to get the ladies young. And U.S. soccer's over here, and they don't. You got MLS next. You got National League. It's just a, it's a money grab. Trust me, I had kids go through club soccer. My daughter didn't play club soccer for almost five years, and she's playing soccer at Aquinas College, which they were a Final Four team NAI. So club sports is not the be all end all. I will tell you, it's her hard work, not me. I didn't do anything. 
It's how hard you train, how hard you want it, how hard you work. Not how far you have to travel to play games, being honest. Graham Kalchak, who I think is a pretty big soccer fan, he joins us for the I, Lansing I State a, Journal. I got a I got a co-ed rec league soccer game tonight, so I'm 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 in this I'm in this realm. You're married though, aren't you? And co-ed usually when I played co-ed sports, they were awesome when I was single. So th- that 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 is true. That that was uh, the original idea, but now it just gives me uh, at least uh, gives me a leg up athletically. You know, I mean, when I go up for a header with a five foot two woman, I usually I usually win. So. That's that's my reason for sticking okay, with it. Okay, first off, point. what you just explained to me, I can't even comment on. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. There's a, <laughs> like, say, soccer and golf have so many things you just can't, you just can't comment on them. You just got to keep moving. All right. Uh, uh, this expanding Big Ten, I read your column uh, yesterday. I, I know we all have this. Not righteous, holier-than-thou mentality, but we all want it to be like it used to be when we're growing up, and it's just a different generation, a different world right now, and money nobody ever saw coming for college sports. So the question is, when does the Big Ten stop expanding? It's a good question. It, it's when it, it, At some point, it stops being good for the Big Ten. And this might be that. Like We may reach that point, because already this is the Oregon and Washington aren't adding anything financially. Um, they're not, I mean, they're good schools, but they're not, this isn't like Stanford's academics or uh, some other brand of, of football or something. That you, it, it, it's good, but it's not like they really, it's not like the Big Ten gets any better or any more financially secure uh, by adding these two schools. U, USC gave them something. It, it elevated their brand and helped them with the size of the last media rights deal they got. UCLA came along for the ride. And, but that's, that's it. And, and, and to how much and to what it was worth to have a whole league collapse. Like if you don't take USC and you get $55 million a school instead of $60 million and the Pac-12 still exists, is that not better? Like, you know what I mean? Like in, in hindsight, I don't know that this is worth it, even though I understand things are going to change. I mean, you know, Rutgers and Maryland are, are in the Big Ten. I, I mean, we've been dealing with you know non-traditional things for a long time. I think you do risk at some point making things, alienating people to the point that certain people are less engaged over time, and it can just be a small, you know, part of your audience. But over time, that can really matter. I'll, I'll tell you, for me, flat out right now, is if when they have a 12-team playoff, if they do not give a pass to the group of five teams or other teams, if it winds up being only the four conference champions get auto bids, outside of covering Michigan State because it's my job, I will have almost no interest in the sport. I, I will not follow a sport that doesn't have a pass for everybody to get there. It's what drives me right nuts about college football right now. I thought they, they fixed it at 12. If they go back that way, um, it, it'll, it'll be for me, it'll be something that pushes me away. And I've got lots of other sports to follow. I just, I, I just, it won't bother me to leave it. But you know, I, and I think I've talked to enough people in the last day or so where something about what's happening is going to make it less special, less fun. And when you when you make things less than, it's just, it's a it's a little bit dangerous over time. Not that the sport's going to disappear, but I think there is a, a danger in alienating your, your 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 fans. Well, the NCAA men's basketball tournament is appealing because. 
of the underdogs, because of the 12-5 upsets, because of a number one going down, which is a rarity. It's Maryland, Baltimore County. It's things you never see uh, coming. And I agree with you. I had Anthony Broom on earlier from the Wolverine.com, and he brought up something I haven't heard from anybody. They already have the buys aligned for the top four teams in this newly expanded uh, 12-team playoff. Why not just bump it to 16, then you give the MAC? You give the AAC or whatever's left of that now with the transformation in Cincinnati, UCF, going to the Big 12. I'm trying to keep track of conferences right now. I feel like I'm at an air traffic control yeah. tower at O'Hare on where are you from, who's going where. And, and give, uh, you know, the uh, it would be Mountain West, uh, uh, MAC, uh, it's an American Athletic Conference, I think it's called now. You give those three conferences a lock-in uh, that their winner would get in of their championship game. And now you're at, and you already have the buys built in for those weeks where you're going to do four games and the teams play up to play the top four. You wouldn't have to add uh, anything except, you know, being a top seed, you're going to get one of those lower seeds where we're going to get the game. It might be Appalachian State taking on Alabama. Can they do it, Right. I wouldn't mind that. Like, I like the 12 because I don't think, you know, I mean, if you're Western Michigan, for example, um, you know, you've got to, when you're playing the five seed, if Western Michigan plays the best of Georgia or Alabama, almost every year that's going to get ugly. And I think there's at least a chance to be a little more competitive and you do reward people with a buy. But however they wanted to do it, it's not about whether, you know, Eastern Michigan can win a national championship. It's about whether they're able to have the dream that they can get the dance. Like you think about the NCAA tournament in basketball, what a championship is, is different to every team. For some teams, just getting there is a banner. For some teams, winning a game is a huge deal. For other, you go to the Sweet 16 at a certain mid-majors, they'll have a parade for you on campus. Other teams, it's a Final Four. You know, there's a number of, a lot of teams get to end their season feeling like they achieved. And, and an expanded playoff gives you that. And if, if you at least have what they have now, which is the six, and they were able to somehow keep it, and I don't think they will, but keep it to the six auto bids, that would be two leagues top that would outside of the uh, power leagues that at least would know they were getting their champion in the two highest rated leagues. And that would feel like there was a, you know, there was, there was something for everybody else. It wasn't quite so greedy. It wasn't quite, uh, it just—it's a little ugh, right now, and and I and I, the Big Ten I used to always enjoy and stick up for, um, partly because they had you know they they valued certain things in college athletics that I thought were important in terms of broad-based opportunities and, and funding um, non-revenue sports and sort of what the whole idea of this was all about uh, better than the SEC did. But this this what they're doing now they're just you know this is this is greed and this is just being a bully and this is just. Um, making as much money as you can. Well, Cal Stanford, a lot of people ask me, why not just bring along Cal Stanford? They don't bring anything to the table in terms of TV ratings. And I know you'll say San Francisco, but you know, look at Rutgers. And I think the Big Ten learned their lesson. They brought Rutgers along. It really wasn't that East Coast TV market uh, that came with it. So Stanford Cal, the latest report, interested in moving to the ACC, which would be absolutely crazy. From that East Coast to the West Coast, so uh, no Stanford Cal. I, I, what's the next play for if the Big Ten wanted to go to twenty before they redid the schedules for two thousand and twenty four and two thousand and twenty five, because they added Washington and Oregon. Who are the who are the right to not not the academic fit? I'm talking 
uh, the two right. that fit the TV multi-billion dollar deal. So I, I would put an argument in for Stanford and Cal, even in this environment. And it's changed a lot. Like the idea behind Rutgers was the New York TV market right. for cable packages. And it worked for a while. Like to get the Yes channel to watch Yankees games in New York, you had to get Yes, you had to get the Big Ten network for a while. Right? That was the play. Well, we don't really do cable systems aren't built the same way now. So what matters to TV executives is the really big rating nights uh, on national games, on network games. And so that, that has nothing to do with, you know, oh, great, we got this New York audience. They're caring about national audiences. And you're right. Um, and I don't even think Washington brings that. Oregon does a little bit. But what Stanford and, and Cal do bring, other than being academic fits and being able to sort of pretend that matters it's to some degree anymore, is they, they give your West Coast schools travel partners that are um, more accessible and affordable. And then you've got Washington, Oregon, you've got uh, Cal Stanford, you've got uh, you know UCLA, USC, you've got pairs you know, of six schools out West that when they travel to each other, when, when you go play, when the Big Ten goes out West, they play multiple schools at once in non-revenue sports. There are other things that I think make a lot of sense. And the other thing about it is, just from a competitive standpoint, you bring Oregon and Washington into the uh, Big Ten, it just gets harder for everybody to make the playoff. It's going to be harder for Oregon and Washington. This is not a, uh, a path to success, just like it wasn't for Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, which I ultimately think won't make fans happy. Like, if you're just unable, if you're hitting your head on a ceiling every year, if you're Michigan State, that's not going to make your fan base happy. You need teams you can beat along the way to. You need the Cals of the world. There's nothing wrong with having a Cal on your schedule. You know, if, if the next three weeks are Penn State, Ohio State, and USC. So, I, I mean, I, I think that's the other thing to consider. Um, that You're right. They're not going to bring giant TV ratings in. And outside of Notre Dame, I don't know if there's anybody who um, elevates your, your, your next media rights package or has them tear this up. The two teams they would love to have, beyond Notre Dame, um, are like North Carolina and, and Virginia if the ACC ever fell apart. I think those would be the two that would be their sort of their ideal preference of teams that could have perhaps be gotten out there. And they would help basketball, but North Carolina has come a long way in football here over the last decade. And you know, Clemson, Florida State, I agree with a lot of people. They seem to be the right fits for SEC East, uh, Miami, I don't know if they're a fit for the Big Ten, but you do get the Miami uh, TV market. We'll see. If they're going to move fast, they need to put together those schedules, I would say, within the week or so. And I know the latest story says Cal and Stanford are interested in moving to the ACC. Man. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah no, and that and that seems like a weird – I mean, it's just the, the thing that really stinks is the Pac-12 was more prestigious than the Big 12. It was It was a – it was just a, it was a, it was a great league. It was a West Coast league that fit there. You, you want you want a strong entire country of college sports, and, and you, the Pac-12 was part of that. And and look, I, the, the the problem they had was once they lost USC, one of their sort of pillars of interest of national interest, it was going to be hard to get a deal for them because they don't have the intensity of fan interest. I mean UCLA. I mean, they've got like 75 people at some of their football games. Their basketball games, they may be a blue blood because of John Wood, but they've been hanging on to that for a while. You can see that many fans at Eastern Michigan as, as much as they have at UCLA basketball games. You go to a Stanford football game, it's like Miami, Ohio. I mean, 
the problem they have out west is there are a lot of things to do, and there isn't the same cultural intensity of interest, and and that created an issue that that they they really couldn't overcome once they lost USC. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast. More on that wherever you download podcasts. Lansing State Journal opinion maker. Also check him out on Twitter. Graham, wonderful conversation. Can't wait for football to start. Same here. Thanks for having me, Bill. Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can get that winning feeling with money lines, props, parlays, and more. You can bet on your favorite sports and teams and take a shot at huge wins. And new customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for just betting $5 on anything. Plus, all customers can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even bigger payouts. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers, like I mentioned, can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. We'll have more on the expansion of the Big Ten, what lies ahead for the future when it comes to Michigan football and also the first college football poll of the year, the preseason coaches poll came out. Michigan is at number two. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He'll join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Not everyone is cut out for the closer's job. Most times, managers do have a feel for who can and can't handle the pressure of the ninth, but sometimes you just have to find out by throwing a pitcher into a tough situation. A.J. Hinch did that Saturday. Alex Lang was struggling with his command again. When he walked his third batter, A.J. Hinch called on Bo Brisky to get the final out. Brisky is a former starter. He'd never been in such a high-pressure moment. Two on, two outs, ninth inning. Brisky showed a lot of poise by striking out Isak Paredes on four pitches to pick up his first career save. It was only one batter in one moment, but A.J. Hinch found out a little bit about Bo Brisky and knows now that he has some options in the ninth. Huge here for Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. They just got exciting news. Tullymore once again has been ranked as one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Number 73 
in America. And you can experience Tullymore if you've never played before. You need to get up there. There's a Tullymore golf course, St. Ives, 36 holes, great stay and play accommodations. Or if you just want to book a tee time, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. You can book a tee time for this summer, stay and play package throughout the end of the year, or even look ahead to 2024. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. And congrats to everybody at Tullymore for being named one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE to sign up. You'll get the promo hookups. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders on the exit of the U.S. women's team and that heartbreaking, how in the heck did it happen loss in penalty kicks to Sweden. He'll join us before the end of the hour. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com on the ever-expanding Big Ten. We did throw out our Budweiser Folds of Honor limited edition cans. Huge question of the day. Is the Big Ten done expanding? If not, what teams are next? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. They're also based in Michigan here on the west side of the state. So everything they do is connected to the entire state of Michigan. 1-866-838-4843 on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Happy Monday. Yeah. Uh, we talked last week, and, you know, we yeah. discussed possible expansion, and boom, 
Uh, there's Washington and Oregon joining USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12. Well, disbanded conference now. They're going nowhere. Uh, who's next? Who, who do you think, if the Big Ten is going to expand, what are the next two, if not four? Yeah, well, I'm interested in watching the ACC now and what they're going to do. Are they going to strengthen themselves? I saw some buzz, or at least a report earlier, earlier today, that they have some interest in Cal and Stanford, so they'd kind of be that coastal conference, as you and I talked about last week, that we could get. I mean, the ACC, somehow they'd get Pacific Coast teams on, in the Atlantic Coast Conference, but that's kind of the way things are going right now. So I'm interested to see what the ACC does, because if they don't stabilize themselves, then maybe a Florida State or a Clemson would be next. Um, but at the same time, I eventually think those two teams will end up in the SEC. So I'm kind of watching the ACC, though, I'll say, and, and what's next for Big Ten expansion. But for me personally, I, I don't totally expect something to come soon on that front, but that's that's just a gut feeling because there's been so much buzz throughout the offseason on it, and you know, it took forever for even Oregon and Washington to jump on board. And here's the biggest question is that at what point are other Big Ten schools going to say, wait a minute, you know, we're not giving up millions to welcome in other schools unless they're really going to increase our TV money and revenue share. And I, that's why, unless it's a Notre Dame, unless it's a big boy in college football, I, I don't know if Clemson moves a TV needle. I know Stanford and Cal didn't, but you do have Washington at number 11 in the first coaches poll of the year. You have Oregon at 15. You have Michigan at number two, it was nice of the coaches to give all their votes to Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, but no first-place votes to Michigan. But the juice, the juice to drive more TV money. And I just don't, I think these Big Ten schools are going to say, wait a minute, you know, and reports had Oregon and Washington taking lesser money early uh, to come in. I, I don't think they're adding teams unless they increase the TV cash. Oh, 100%. And that's what you know. What you kind of heard Friday morning, even when it seemed like things had hit a snag there with Washington and Oregon, that the rest of the Big Ten was saying, hey, uh, maybe we pump the brakes on this thing, adding those two teams. They went back to the Pac-12, had some more discussions, and it seemed like they were willing to take less of a revenue share early on, as you mentioned. So, And as you and I talked last Thursday, I mean, that's, that's necessary because the rest of these Big Ten teams, I mean – you know, at what point do they, you know, stop benefiting here? I mean, they, they don't make any more money from these teams unless they take a lesser revenue share. Um, and I also look at it from this standpoint, too. If you're one of these middle-of-the-pack teams like a Minnesota or an Illinois or a Purdue, do you really love teams that you mentioned are in the top 25 coming in and now becoming that maybe that second tier in the conference and then you get shoved down a notch? So there's a lot of different elements to this, not even just the money. I agree. That's why, uh, you know, I don't think Notre Dame's going to join a conference with the expanded playoff. There wasn't the expanded playoff right now. I think Notre Dame uh, would already be in the Big Ten or Big 12. I doubt the SEC, one of those two conferences, or maybe Notre Dame could have saved uh, the Pac-12 if there was only four teams in with that uh, automatic bid. And moving forward now, already talk of, Bowl partners with the Pac-12 looking at other conference deals. You get the expanded playoff from 4 to 12, but now could it go to 16? You got that buy with the top four. You add four more teams. Conferences want a bigger share of guaranteed bursts. I mean, it, 
Uh, there's a lot to work out here uh, during this season to get ready for 2024. Totally agree. And you bring up a point I've been thinking a lot about, too, is the, the, the top six conference champions in the rankings get automatic berths starting next year to the college football playoff, the 12-team field. But now you have a conference with 18 teams. A lot of them are going to be pretty darn good, and you only get one automatic berth. Now you'll probably get you know several, you know potentially three, four at large berths. But that's just something to consider too. And I think something that probably Oregon and Washington considered, or at least from what I've read, that's that was the case where they could go dominate the Pac-12 and get in automatically. But now it's going to be tougher competition for them. So uh, that, that's going to make things interesting with the Big Ten. And as we've talked in the past it's kind of devaluing the Big Ten championship. I mean, you could go win the national championship and finish fourth or fifth in the Big Ten, which is just absolutely nuts. Well, and you could go down this road, too, where you remove the conference championship games and you just yeah. blow it open with the 2014 playoff like they do at D2, subdivision, and D3. Yeah, no, I, I think if they expand any further – I wouldn't be shocked if they go that route or they take one regular season game away or something like that. But, um, you know, but, you know, it just doesn't seem like there are many considerations out there right now for the student athletes. It's all about whatever makes money. So then again, maybe they'll keep it all and just keep adding games and keep adding teams to whatever conference that makes the most sense to make the most TV dollars. Do you think Michigan, Michigan State, uh, will that become a, a two years on, two year off rivalry with the addition of? Oregon and Washington, once they sort out and redo the 2024-2025 schedule, that at least where we sit now, we'll add USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon to the Big Ten schedule. You know, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I would guess no. I would guess that they stay either with those protected uh, rivalry games, that model, or they go to pods where you could do four pods of four um, or no, you're going to 18. So I guess the math doesn't work out there. So they got to figure out exactly how they're going to do that. But I, I would imagine Michigan, Michigan State would would stay on. Michigan, Ohio State would stay on some of those other rivalry games because you know those are still important. Um, you know, and, it's, and that includes with TV as well. But the Michigans, especially in the first couple of years, I would assume they're going to play Oregon. They're going to play Washington. You know, they already have USC. Scheduled for next year, I know they're going to rip up that schedule, um, but UCLA as well, so they're going to try to get as many of those juicy matchups as possible. Clayton Safey, you can follow everything Michigan, including expansion in the Big Ten at thewolverine.com. My man, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. All right, Clayton Safey, check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber, they get their beans from Central America. It is brewed in Grand Rapids. The Nitro Cold Brew canned in GR. It's a craft coffee you can find in local stores. And also order up online for your home or business. Go to RoastUmber.com. Final segment coming up. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders. He is the head coach for the Byron Center girls team. We'll talk about the U.S. and their exit in that penalty kicks loss to Sweden yesterday in the World Cup down under. Conlon is up next. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
It is time to go inside the leadership locker room once again with Greg Harris. He joins us. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Billy. Good to see you. All right, let's talk about that sage book and sage advice and uh, what you can bring to the table with people listening right now. The book itself was a wonderful project for me to honor my parents and grandparents and the wisdom they gave me, the sage advice. The sad part, Billy, is sometimes we don't listen. We think we know. And the book really, I hope, is a message for those that buy it and read it. Go back and learn from your elders and people that mentored you because they give you nuggets to live by. I didn't always do that, Bill. That's the part of the book. What do you think is the best nugget uh, somebody uh, who was a little bit older than yourself gave you that you still use today to maximize leadership? My grandpa was a good businessman, and he said to me, Hey, Greg, don't put lipstick on a pig. If it's a bad deal, walk away. And your grand father was a smart man smart man exactly yeah. yeah there you go all right greg harris again uh sage advice yep. is the book available uh wherever you get your books and also you can go to maximizeleadership.com uh, to find out more that's maximizeleadership.com fuel up for less with m perks earn points on your purchases when you shop at meyer in store and online then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Join the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute for the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge experience on Wednesday night, September 6th at 7 p.m. All proceeds will benefit Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Get more info at VAI.org. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the promo hookups. Let's welcome in John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders. Get his thoughts on the U.S. women being knocked out yesterday in penalty kicks against Sweden. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, U.S. women's soccer, unfortunately, is done, and I think that's that's bad for soccer in the U.S., um, but it's, you know, it's something that happens. You can only stay on top of the mountain for so long. Yeah, I read your uh, and shared uh, your Facebook post, George Money, another 
coach in West Michigan I respect. And, you know, what you get is that they were the hunted, I think, as you said, uh, for yep. decades, right? We can go back to the early 90s. They were the hunted, uh, at least we'll say the last 25 years. So now where do they go from here? They had an older roster with some young talent, and it was kind of a mix where you're not going to push out the door those that have been connected uh, to the growth of women's soccer, this modern generation. But uh, what do you see moving forward for the U.S. women's national team? Well, first of all, let me say that the talent in the world, this is by far the deepest in terms of number of great teams I have seen. The quality is much higher. The world is catching up. Um, there's at least, oh, I mean, prior to this last round, there's at least 10 teams I thought could win it. So the U.S., you know, we got to get our stuff together because it's not like it used to be when you knew the U.S. would be in the semifinals or final every single time. I think um, the first thing we need to do is stop hiring foreign coaches we don't need foreign coaches we are the we are the measuring stick in the world i don't understand why we would hire a polish coach that doesn't understand american you know drive and kids like i've never understood that uh second of all i think i think the media um did not help this team i think we put some people on pedestals that are 22 years old that weren't ready for it and i think that causes division in the team when you have um, a mix of young and old. And I, I just think we did a terrible job marketing ourselves. And then, you know, you have, um, unfortunately, the polarizing social issues, which cause half our country to go against our own team. And I, I have no problem with, um, you know, the lawsuit and with Rapino and some of the things that she's done to move uh, women's athletics forward. But you can't say it doesn't affect an organization because it does. It is almost impossible to win any type of championship. You've got to get everything aligned, every person aligned. You have to be perfect in all areas. And when you have these other things, these outside things, it, it causes chemistry issues. It causes issues in your infrastructure. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot to clean up for sure. So what's uh, the quick fix uh, for the U.S. women's national team that they're maybe discussing already? Um, let's get rid of some of the old old players. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, and I know people are attacking Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino is one of the top five players the U.S. has ever had. And it, you can't say she's not a great player. Whether you like her politics or not, she's a brilliant player, but she was not brilliant this World Cup. Um, she was 38 years old and looked all 38 years old. And I think we need to start anew. You know, we have some very good young players on the team. We have some injured young players like Swanson and Pugh, um, that couldn't play in this world cup. I think we ignore the critics and come back hungry and, and win the next world cup. My prediction is we come back and demolish the world, in the next world cup. I, it is, sometimes it's really good to get your tail kicked. And I think it was good for us women's soccer. Good for our, association and good for all the arrogant uh, people out there that think we're unbeatable because we're not. I mean, the world is catching up. John Conlon, he is one of our soccer insiders, also head coach of the prestigious Byron Center high school girls program and one of the most respected coaches in the state, if not the country. Johnny, appreciate the update and we'll talk soccer soon. Yeah, I will say don't turn off this World Cup, though. The quality is the highest I've ever seen. There's plenty of other great teams to watch. Agreed. I, I, I couldn't believe how good the South Africa team was. And 
they they won their first World Cup game, I think, you know, 2019, and how fast it's coming. And it says something about the year-round commitment. And also, I think MLS needs to get together, U.S. women's, U.S. men's, and figure out a way to keep these parallel lines. I'm all for the equal pay, uh, but MLS teams need to house young girls' training academies, with professional women's teams, in my mind. I agree. I, we need to find, last thing, I know you got to go, but last thing is we need to find a way to make soccer less expensive for everybody in this country because we are missing a lot of athletes. Just know that. Amen. 100% can be an exclusive uh, club thing. It has to be where more kids get an opportunity to play because a lot of these kids then will give it up when they're 12 or 13 because the parents can't afford to travel. Trust me, I've been there, done that. Right. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's sad. I mean, it's it's an uphill battle. And, you know, honestly, like you look at England, like those girls who are on the English national team, they weren't paying anything from age 10 to 18 because they were playing in the professional academies over there. And it showed it really did. And still is showing in this World Cup down in New Zealand and Australia. Johnny got to run, get to the end of the broadcast. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you. All right, John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders talking about the U.S. women. Their exit, their earliest ever from the World Cup, and also what lies ahead in the future. Now, if you missed any of our huge opinions today, any interviews at any time, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All free podcasts. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.